Welcome to the show. It's something like that with me, Nav. And uh, well, another episode. This time I am in love with these guys because uh, they uh, kind of brought me back into time and something that has, hasn't been done in a very long time. The track was pretty much released, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in June, somewhere in June. And right now they're out with a remix for this particular track. And who am I talking about? Well, it's an anonymous mistake. That's right, honest mistake. And today we have uh, um, the man I, who needs no introduction whatsoever. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere on the uh, net stream or live stream or whatever you want to call it he's everywhere is mr darren tay and also we have uh, uh dj crazy uh, that's right crazy is in the house a uh, crazy karazi yes. sorry karazi, is it crazy i just gotta get this right now karazi karazi okay yeah. well we'll get the details about the name in a very short while <laughs> Coming on board, guys. It's an honor uh, to have you guys on board, and especially you, Darren. You are one of the biggest yeah, guy on the net, or rather, <laughs> on the, whatever you want to call it, airwaves, a bandwidth, or whatever you want to have. You're on Shark Shockcast. You're on, <laughs> on air for radio, and then you're on the yeah. airwaves with Rakita, right? And it's uh, a pro for a program yeah, called yeah. Lola. So you're pretty busy, and then you have your music yeah. going on. You just released uh, the this particular single. Um, which by far is one of yep. my favorites uh, lately because uh, it kind of took me back into time. I, I kind of remember the era that uh, uh, when singles were out, they used to have three, four versions of it for mainly of the pop tracks yep, or maybe yep. dance tracks. And uh, it, it kind of stopped yep. or disappeared for a couple, many years. I think in the late, early 2000s, that was the last of it. Yep. And now you're back again with yep. this particular song. The original was out somewhere in June, right? Yeah, that's right. So 5th of June, uh, so the first week of June it was released. Um, so there was a full band version. Um, you know, and then we're like, okay, cool. You know, let's let's put it out. You know, let's see how far it will go. Because that is actually the first track in a long time. Our first original okay. in a long time. Um, you know, prior to that, we put out like covers. We put out like Christmas covers. Uh, we put out like a bunch of remixes as well. You know, just kind of like to buy time for us to like make new music and finally okay. we were like ah enough of buying time let's just put out new music you know yeah. and so in june we put that song out yeah, yeah it's a kind of nice track it's and, it, um, to simply yeah, the track if you haven't listened to it it's actually two words la. it's the ex-boyfriend telling the girl ex-girlfriend screw you la. <laughs> right? exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly yep yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but i mean like we we if you want to you can also like apply it in like different situations, you know. Like it could be like you telling your boss, like you know, I've had enough of you treating me like like crap. You know, I think it's it, you know I don't give a damn anymore. I think it's time for me to leave the company. You know, so so it's kind of like you know, like an exit song. You know. Okay. So that's so that's me. Yeah, like okay, enough. What scenario in the through? It's a nice yeah, one because no matter I was, what scenario you're in. It's a ritual for me to listen to the tracks over over again before I go on on air, and uh, it kind of motivated me. Like if only that song was out about five to ten years ago, when I said "fuck you" to most of my ex companies, uh, would have been perfect, man. I would have had that in my background. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, let, let's talk about the history of this song. Like, let's say, I mean, uh, the song. Okay, yes, we know it's out. The original one was in June, but this particular remix, it's totally unexpected. From an honest mistake, okay. I'll be honest with you because I've, I've been a fan of you guys, been listening to your music, yeah. the rocking side. But all of a sudden, you you brought in this different feel to it, something that I really enjoyed very much, and it also gives a chance for people who were who are not into rock music, yeah. but also they get a chance to experience the dance version of it. So let's let's go back into the history for this song, man. Yeah. So the thing is, um, I as usual. Shows now, you know, there's AFO and then there's there's the Rakita one. I'm always on Spotify every single Friday, you know, checking out new artists, new music that I can put on. So this one particular week, you know, like uh Karazi had his track on, which is called Back to You. So that and then I just scrolled through and I listened to each one of them because the because uh, New Music Friday Malaysia 
is filled with songs from Korea, from Japan, from Singapore, Indonesia, Philippines, from the region, basically. So yeah, you actually have to scroll through one by one to you know, see if they're actually from Malaysia or not. So that's ex- ex- actually what happened. So I found uh, Karazi on Spotify. And then because of AFO, I was like, okay, you know, I need to get a new artist on. You know, I want to speak to him. So I dropped him a message okay. on, on Instagram and then he replied. And then, you know, we we just continued from there. Um, got him on the interview. And then right after that, what, Shane, was it right after or during the, the period where you were, you were going to be interviewed? When you asked for the stamps. I think so it was before we had a rehearsal. We had a, re- a rehearsal and we were just talking. Yeah, yeah. Then I've, correct, correct. Yeah, so I think, yeah, because it was uh, through StreamYard, so we had to do a test run and all that. And, you know, we were kind of chatting and then Shane just kind of asked me, like, hey, you know, can I have your vocal stamps for the track? And I was like, sure, go ahead. And I always get, like, my, my stamps for the entire, like, for each song that we put out because we like create backing tracks and all that when we play live shows. Mm-hmm. So therefore I I already had it all, right? Um Okay. So then when he asked for it, I just gave it to him. And then later on, I think Shane, you can just continue the story from there. I mean, once I received the stems, I I mean I heard the song. I was talking Darren's profile and honest mistake, I was just scrolling through <laughs> okay, who are these guys and stuff. Then I heard I don't give it them. And the song had this like upbeat energy, you know, to it. Like it was the pop punk style and everything. And yep. as soon as I saw that, I felt like I had this idea. I want to make it dark because this thing is so upbeat and like happy a bit. I want to make it more dark, like aggressive, you know. So mm. when the stems came by, I went into the studio. I finished the track in one day. That was the best part. Finished the entire thing and I sent it off to Darren. I was thinking, oh, Darren's not going to like it. Because the initial idea uh, was that we wanted to do future bass. But mm-hmm. then I switched it to electro, like electro house, because for me, electro house is like dead now. Like not many people do it anymore. Yeah, because that's just what I was about to ask you. Uh, when I, you listen back to the track on the, uh, the the beats itself, this is a little on the old school remixes. Yeah, it's not exactly, exactly. the new school one. So I'm always puzzled about your influences. Your influences of DJs were they was it like way back or is it like current ones? Which one? Are you, who were they? I mean, for you. I mean, I I've watched Tiesto, Martin Garrix, and all, but at the same time, I look up to legends like Carl Cox. Those I guys, you know, I was about to bring up the name Carl Cox because yeah. that's the feel like, you can get in this particular track. And I'm <laughs> the best part of all is, dude, you're only 17 years old. Are you still 17? Yes, I am. <laughs> you, dude, this guy is not even in the legal age to have beers or maybe get have sex, man. He's totally, <laughs> totally an, uh, below the band. <laughs> He's and, underage, bro. <laughs> exactly, and he made this particular track, which is uh, and what what was the influence or shall I say the uh, the idea? Where did you actually have that feel of get t- taking it dark for this particular track? Because if you listen to the original ones. It's a, it's, how do you put it? It's, it's not exactly a, yeah, it is a kind of happy, angry song, but turning it dark, why? Uh, the workers had this part that said, showed you a side, that part, and I was thinking, okay, showed you a side, okay. Everyone is going to expect like a, a happy, like upbeat type of thing. What if you make it dark when that vocal hits? So that's what I did in the track. Mm. So it goes like, I don't give a damn about you. The drums start playing, like the original, then showed you a side, suddenly it goes dark. So yeah. it's like a complete mm. twist. And that, I had that idea. And as soon as I have that, like, it just went on. It came, like, with the flow, like, everything. I, and it just took you a day. Yeah, it took me a day. I sent the early version to Darren, and he heard it. It took me a day, yeah. yeah. Man, this dude has skills, dude. I yeah, mean, he, being a DJ myself, I've exactly, been dude. for so many years. It is, nothing happens one <laughs> day. You know? One day is just where you start yep. thinking of what you want to do. And then it goes <laughs> exactly. on for weeks or days, you know. But you... Yeah. Uh, you see, this is what happens when you don't have the exterior influences like clubs and pubs and so on. So you get time to concentrate on your music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but dude, I mean, it? like, it's, it's, it's just crazy like how Shane came up with it in a day. Yeah. You know, because like the, the first draft and whatever that's released is actually not that much different. The only thing that's different is that there's just more sounds. But yeah, the, because- the entire structure, everything is kind of there. The same. But for an honest mistake, um, yeah. 
the thing is this you guys are a rock band and to have something transformed completely change this is not even a remix this is more of a remake already kind of a remake of the particular track was it okay for you guys or not because just for somebody to take it and just twist it into something else was it okay for you guys yeah. Yeah, especially your band members and so on um to be honest the band members you know they <laughs> uh i would say they don't really care you know they don't really care oh, okay. in that i mean I mean, in a in a good way, you know, because they just trust me to to just do whatever that works, you know. Um, okay. And when I first showed them all these tracks, they're like, "Oh shit, man, it sounds better than the original," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, they're they're cool, they're cool, you know. And um, the rest of the guys are always like, "Yeah, just go ahead, do whatever," because at the end of the day, you know, they trust me with with where I'm leading the band. Because the core of it, at the end of the day, it's still, we're a rock band and that will never change. So having okay. all these remixes and, you know, um, different sounds and collaborations and stuff like that, it's, it's mainly, um, you know, pushing our narrative of supporting <laughs> other artists and also branching out into other genres and just crossing over to different genres, you know. So that's actually that's mainly, a yeah. whole new uh, platform altogether because uh, correct yeah. now like what you said earlier you have the opportunity to collaborate in a different level because last time uh, for especially when it comes yeah. to rock musicians you only have a chance to collaborate with the sessionists or a vocalist and so on or maybe when yeah. it comes to DJ yeah. just few scratches in between a bit of break beats and right yeah. now it's like yeah. completely transforming the track which is which is amazing man we're something that we could look forward for some yeah. fresh new sound uh, to be precise. Yeah. And uh, I believe yeah. there's three remixes for this one, right? Yeah, that's right. So, she, like, Karazi's uh, remix is the first one. It's the strongest one. And that's why we decided that it should be the first one. It should be the first remix out of the lot. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. yeah, man. And that is that is actually the main main goal. And, um, and uh, yeah, then we put out, we put out a, a vertical video because of the the trend and also the way people consume music and the way people consume videos now, or even like if they're online on Facebook, they are scrolling through it on their phones. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not always on their laptops. The only time that people are on their laptops are when they're working. Very you know, good, so very for good. leisure, for leisure, people are on their phones. So that's why we came up with a vertical video. You know, I just pulled some stock footages together and um you know try to sync it to the beat try to make it tell a little story um and you know i i i just released it yesterday i think uh, officially on youtube but it was already up on instagram like a lot earlier uh, cool because uh, that video uh, for the benefit of our viewers or listeners or whoever's listening to spotify right now uh, this is the deal if you actually had your know, pair of uh, vr goggles okay or maybe you have all the lights switched oh, off yeah. a big screen TV, Okay, cover yourself with a nice big black cloth or something like that. Blast the music as loud as you can and focus on the video. Because it takes you, it's like a, a psychedelic feel for the particular track. Where did you come up with that idea, man? Um, hmm. I, the idea of the video? I yeah, just, yeah, like I said, I, I, I just figured, I, I think because it's it was kind of like an electro song, you know, so... I felt like, okay, going neon would be the right fit. And then even like the photo, you know, the photo is a free stock image that I pulled from the internet. Um, and then it just kind of developed like, okay, you know, we have this image. Now let's work together with the image and make <laughs> that image work. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like a fluke. Like a lot of things just happen. Things with, with this song just happened by accident. So, you know, it started with the song, you know, and then it, it happened. And then with the artwork, like Shane and myself, we were like going back and forth saying, hey, you know, maybe we should try this image. Maybe we should try that, you know. And then we, we stopped at this one, you know, that we really liked. And then I came up with the text, you know, um, just a bit of simple designing work, you know, nothing crazy. And then with the visuals, I figured, because I had downloaded like a bunch of like free stock videos for our live performances. So, okay. you know, when we play live, you know, it'll sync with our tracks, you know, and then like as, as the track changes, you know, then the visuals would change too. So 
I just pulled those videos since they are free anyway. I just pulled them and then I just put them together. Yeah, because it, it has. So let's see, we, uh, how do I put it? If I if for the guy who's actually lived to the seventies, eighties, and now, uh, it had a bit of the Tron feel in it. You had the Gundam exactly, feel inside. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There Gundam is actually feel. a Gundam. I, I don't know whether you remember this cartoon mask way back then. Um, yeah, yeah, for uh, sorry, sure. Mask. I don't. I doubt that this is anywhere yeah, you, close <laughs> to you, man. <laughs> you might yeah. want to do this homework a little bit. There's some part where they transform <laughs> from the helmet, the, the, the so-called lines in the back. Well, it, it kind yeah, of brought yeah. back a little memory in that. So, if you've been in the era from the 80s yeah. to now, the 80s kid till now, you'll know what exactly yeah. we're talking about. Karzai must be wondering, like, yeah. what the hell are you <laughs> talking about? But how did this ever? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, also man. because like the whole like synth wave vibe, you know, synth wave um is is a huge thing now. So people are doing that old school Tron sounds, you know. So the mm -hmm. they got like the Tron type videos, and then they've got the Tron type like super 80s electro sounds. And I think with this track, we also have that, you know, it starts off that way, you know, it, it starts off like a very dark sound you know very tron like you know when he's lost you know and then yeah it develops and then it slowly takes you through a journey where the visuals like change as well you know then it starts getting brighter and then you know you go through like a wormhole and the last one you eventually come out and like you're driving a car so that's that's kind of like the journey because you know it starts off dark and then it ends up happy so you know that was how i envisioned it lah to put it, let's say, let's say, put it in sequence right now. The thing is, the original track, you, you have a multiple choice for uh, the listeners or for whoever's going to be watching it. Because, like I said earlier, the, the original one is completely different. Even with the music video, the sound yeah. of it and how the feel came in. And then when you listen to the song, the, the track itself, it's an, the remix of it, of course, the Karazi remix. Uh, it is a different feel. And then you have the video, which takes it to another level. So the variety that happens in this is... Uh, well, I must compliment you on that, man. Great job on that, man. Awesome stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, but I mean, without with without the track, I wouldn't have been able to do any of the visuals and the images and all that, you know. So I, it it happened. Oh man, that's nice, man. But for you as a person, uh, in comparison, I know I shouldn't be asking you this. In comparison with the original and this, if you're given a choice to choose uh, your favorite, which one would it be? Personally, personally, me personally, for me, uh, yeah, for mm -hmm. man, for me, like to play the track like the original one live, you know, that is for sure, you know, because because yeah. we we made like parts. This is actually the first first track. That we have that really features a uh a guitar solo in that in in that vein um that's not by like our usual like lead guitarist you know so that guitar lick um or that guitar solo was actually played by me and i usually don't play solos live so with this um new track it was kind of like a shift where we wanted people to see that hey i also can solo lah you know that's one okay. <laughs> um and at the same time it features a bass and a tiny little bass and drum solo. So the bass and drum solo actually happens together just before the big guitar solo in the bridge. Cool. Yeah, so I, we would want to play this song live because we would be able to feature all these things. But if we were to do a DJ set, this will definitely be the main song, you know, like not, hands down. Because... You know, it, it, like I said, it brings people through a journey, you know, and we want people to, to be able to have that, that, that vibe where like, oh shit, you know, what's going on, you know, and then after that, it goes into a heartbeat in the chorus and then it develops and it, and it's just pro very progressive. So, yeah, yeah because that's so, the reason why I was asking you that question because I'm trying to visualize what happens if this was taken on stage right now, having the band, the full, uh, full piece. I mean, everybody on stage together with Karazi and performing this particular track, ah, that will be a feast, man. That will be a feast for the eyes. I'm trying to, hopefully that happens really soon. La. Choreographing it is going to be a little tough. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. It actually can happen because, you know, like the drums, we can just play to beat. I mean, like, because for us, when we play live, we play with, with the metronome anyway. So playing to the track shouldn't be an issue. It's just a matter of arranging and, you know, knowing what to play. Um, 
But considering that the track is already filled with so much and so many elements, you know, um, we don't really need to do that much, you know, so we can just show up and just rock out, you know. <laughs> that would be something cool, man. Yeah. But currently, <laughs> have we actually, I mean, like I said earlier, you were, uh, I'm sorry to keep, uh, for keep mentioning, uh, for keeping mentioning your age, 17, uh, but the thing is, oh, I'm shit. still in shock. I'm still in shock right now for someone that age uh, coming up with something like this. So I'm just trying to visualize uh, five to ten years from now the kind of stuff that you will be producing. So have you actually performed live for your DJ set? Uh, well, I performed at church. Like we had this New Year's Eve party thingy, and okay. I there. it was awkward because my music is club music, and they weren't <laughs> drunk or anything, so it's just awkward. But then I performed at prom. My seniors had prom and I was the DJ. And yeah, again, it was awkward when I played club music. So I, be- I made sure to play pop and just kept it going. So those are my performances. But, but when, when, did you learn was- how, when did you learn or who did you learn it from to become a DJ? Usually it's a procedure in order for you to become a DJ. It's either you have a senior with you or you have to go for this particular academy and so on. But how did it start for you? I mean, I, I knew that you needed a DJ controller. Okay, I knew that. And I bought that. I had no clue how to use it. So I, I started learning. And back then, I watched this video where, like, when Carl Cox was DJing, he never looks at the BPM or anything. He just plays it by ear. And I always wanted to do that. So to practice <laughs> it, I always have my leg playing the rhythm, you know. My leg will start hitting the rhythm to just keep in track. But beat matching by ear is difficult for me because I need a lot of practice. What but, is, yeah, is that? What Carl Cox does? He beat yeah. beat matches he, by ear. Yeah. No, by most, most of it. I mean, if you're old school, that's how we do it, man. No one actually paid attention. I mean, now currently you have all that digital wave. Yeah, pads yeah you can read the. Yeah, back then it was vinyls, and uh, before that, so-called right. CD, the proper one came out. It's all you just. It's all by ear, just like how you yeah. guys do it with your beats yeah. and guitars. Man. Yeah. Okay. So oh, did that work out for you? Did you go fully on the year by listening to it or was it more technical or that? I tried sometimes, like some songs when the BPM is really different, I have mm-hmm. to like really measure it and bring it down. That's when I use digital. Otherwise, it just naturally comes with me. I know the structure and that's all because I have to know my songs. Then I can mix in and out easily. And that's about it. Cool. And uh, yeah, I've heard a couple of your tracks on Spotify, which is uh, also amazing. You have that old school feel, dance feel towards it. And are uh, you coming up with more? Are you collaborating with more uh, more musicians like uh, Darren and the gang? Uh, I'm not sure. That's up to Darren if he wants to collaborate. I mean, in the remix, uh, Darren's guitar solo was on the second part. And I was like, I need a guitar solo on the first part. So I took my digital guitar, which is on my laptop, and started pushing buttons to make it sound real. <laughs> it came out good. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have any musical background by by any chance? No, I mean, no not at all. Dude, I, seriously, how did you get this guy, lah, Darren? I'm, you I'm know why not? You know why? Because he's from Kajang, bro. A lot of yeah. things that came ah, out. Kajang top, lah, bro. Oh. You know, it's crazy. Like a lot of things that come out from Kajang are, are, are amazing. You know, um, but yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's just crazy. I I just cannot understand. How, you know, somebody who has zero knowledge or zero background in music, you know, can come up with something so amazing. Because, exactly. like, I've been playing music for so many years, you know, and I, I never had formal training, but I know what things are called and stuff like that because, you know, like, people taught me, like, stuff, right? Yeah. But, like, man, you know, it, 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 it just baffles me how, you know, he is able to make all these things and understand structures and all that. Without having music training, you know. Yeah, so we had a conversation about a few weeks ago when he told me his age, and then I was doing some homework on him, and all. I couldn't find yeah. anything that uh, that actually says that he was studying here. He did this. Yeah. He played in these clubs or whatever. But of course, yeah. seventeen years old, you can't play at any clubs anywhere. Yeah. Love. <laughs> that again, home, the, home club. <laughs> home club, like your friend's house party. But uh, that's how most of us started back then in the days. Love. But this is amazing, man. This guy has the gift. But let's see now. Like I asked you earlier, you had the collaboration with Darren. Is there anybody else that you have in mind that you want to do another remix or rather remake their songs? I mean, I heard this artist. Her name is Andrea. Yeah, okay. I heard a song. And I illegally stole her vocals because I wanted to mess around. <laughs> 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 Andrea? Which Andrea is this? 
uh, Andrea pretty... Music on Spotify. I think so. You interviewed her. That's why I found her. I think. Yeah. Andrea with a H, is it? Yeah, with a H. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I interviewed her. You mean? Yeah, you interviewed. Oh yeah, her. yeah. Okay. You better get in touch with her legally and get the song legally. You better start teaching him all this kind of stuff, dude. You got to make it till 18. <laughs> but there, the thing is this. Now now that you have uh, tried out this particular trend of uh, remixing on uh, Honest Mistake, do you have plans of doing the same thing in the near future? Or is it just um, going to be like a one-off thing? No, I don't think it's going to be a one-off. Um, I think this will be an ongoing thing. Like one of... Okay, the, the reason why I got into remixes, I, I don't know why other bands have not gotten into it. You know, I, I'm not sure if they don't know people or they don't see a reason why they should do it. Um, but I, I really don't know why because it seems like I'm one of the few who've actually have done remixes. Because in 2017, I put out a remix album of 16 tracks and third, I think, and I put out fifteen music videos. Um, each song had a music video, um, and these producers were from Malaysia, from Singapore, and like uh, regional lah. So, I think the trend for us, you know, has kind of like you know, it's kind of like started already. Um, but when we put out more songs, I do believe that I want to do out. I, I as in, I want to do more remixes that's for sure um you know is like i said earlier it's just creating more opportunities because one of my goals the the reason why we we put out the remix album in the first place was so that you know i because i envisioned like our tracks being played in clubs because you can't play a pop punk track in a club where everybody either wants a hip-hop trap beat you know or they want yeah. a trance beat you know or it, like you you can't play a pop punk track that's it you know in a club unless it's emo night you know, Emo Night is a different thing. Yeah. yeah. So and you have a skillful DJ who can actually mix that up. La. Exactly. Yeah. So like having um, electronic remixes would give us that opportunity to play at like, you know, to have our music played by DJs in clubs or for us to do a DJ set, you know, with these songs that are already produced. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, anyway, for this particular track, the chorus is very catchy. So it doesn't matter what kind of music that comes along with it. Uh, people yeah. would remember the uh, particular chorus that goes on. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is awesome, man. And yeah. uh, sorry, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit right now and talk about your other projects that's been going on in terms of, uh, like I said earlier, you've been busy hosting shows, um, pop up stage Fridays on AFO Radio, right? On AFO Radio at 12 p.m. every Friday. Yep. Oh, was it 12 or 2? It, it started at 2. It started off as a show that was uh, at 2 p.m. Now it's changed to 12. Cool. With Mag, right? Yeah, with Mag, yeah. Awesome. So this one show. And then you have your Rakita's uh, Locala. Yeah, Rakita's Locala happens every Saturday at 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. That's on and FM 107.9. Then you have your shortcasts and so on. Yeah. Okay, now here's the question. Now, how has the support been thus far by the local scene in terms of uh, supporting these kind of shows, in terms of music and so on? Because um, I'll be very honest with you, there were a point of time that uh, the uh, consistency or rather the variety of uh, musicians uh, being having them on air was kind of limited to certain certain group of people or other certain playlists. And right now, you yeah. have opened up the, uh, the platform. You opened up the whole thing to yeah. uh, more people. So how has that been for uh, for musicians to get on board. Yeah, I think... I would say I've gotten a huge variety. But mm -hmm. I I would expect more, you know, only because of the the direction of the, the shows. For example, AFO okay. Radio features new releases. You know, so mm -hmm. if, you've, if you've got a track out, you know, in like 2019, you... I mean, technically, you can't call it a new release, you know. Okay. Um, Unless you're doing some touch-ups on it and make, having a re-release, lah. Yeah, correct. Unless it's a remix, uh, then sure, you know. But um, so I think the nature of the show limits the kind of artist that comes onto the show as well. Okay. But because they are, re but because you know I'm constantly looking for new releases, this means that 
art, there are new artists as well. You know, it, it, you're not going to get like some artists who's put out like 20 albums, you know, mm-hmm. coming on to the show. It's going to okay. be a new artist because now with technology, you know, and all that, we can see that music can be churned out as quickly as as any, you know, like you... It's almost every day anything. there's a new song out there, man. Exactly. Almost every other day, somebody can put out a new track, you know, and you can just upload it on Spotify and it'll be there. So, I am actually more keen on finding new talents, looking at these new guys and giving them that platform so that they will see, be able to see the opportunity and go like, oh, okay, you know, now, like, I'm, I'm putting out music, now it's being recognized, then now... The next step should be, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue putting out more music so that I can, like, my music can go further and I will be more recognized, you know. So it's just giving them that dream and that that support and that hope that where, what they're doing, you know, and uh, is on the right track. And they are doing a good thing for themselves and for the entire industry as well. Because we can't have, like, the old flurs, you know, like, yeah. dominating all the time. And then... Yeah. Is actually one of the biggest issues. The old fellas have always dominated. But now yeah. with the new kids coming, you know, you cannot deny and 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 uh what's that stop the new kids from coming up? Because, yeah, because the thing is, you either you can either like beat them or join them, you know, but chances are they are gonna beat you first. Yeah, you gotta you, know? you gotta equal the playing field right now. Like say for exactly. example, if that doesn't happen, if you're gonna just focus on the uh, popularity of the certain artists, then people like yeah. Karo Z would probably, would never be discovered and never been given the opportunity to exactly. uh, step on board. You see, yeah. like now we just discovered him and this is just the beginning. Okay, exactly. Just, you know, he's got like twenty years, twenty years ahead of him, man. You know, so yeah. starting off at seventeen, like he's already on the right track. You know, in, yeah. in the next five years. You know, I would reckon like you know he'll be playing Tomorrowland. So exactly, free tickets. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, booking so, my tickets now. So. Yeah, so so that's exactly what what it is. You know, like with with AFO Radio, it's all about new artists. Um, cool. you know, and and creating that platform for them. That's why it's also called Pop Up Stage. You know, um, so in, the initial idea was to have uh three weeks of interviews. And then the fourth week, we would have a live performance in front of the studio. Um, but of course, you know, now with the lockdown and everything, we can't do that anymore. La. So we've resorted. Yeah, exactly. Like 2020 just cancelled everybody, you know. So yeah. um, we've decided to, okay, just, you know, switch it up. You know, that some performances would happen online. And that's what we did last Friday. Yeah. So with Rakita, Rakita, um, mainly, I guess, new releases as well. Um, but also, you know, we are looking at songs that will never, or not never, but I mean, I, okay, I guess say, like Rakita is on Airwaves, you know, is on FM radio and then on, on AFO, you know, it, um, it's online. It's online. So both also we can get any artist that we want. Um, there's no restriction to genre. There's no re- restriction to styles. I mean, of course, you know, we got to keep the songs clean. Uh, yeah, and especially for Rakita. Um, late, so last week, and in fact, this is a new segment that I'm, I'm uh, going to keep it going. Uh, I, so last week, I, I introduced Brutal Song of the Week. Um, brutal nice. Song of the Week, you know, that's basically nice. death metal, you know, black metal, heavy metal, like deathcore, whatever, you know, anything that's heavy, you know, and that essentially is for the industry, it's for the scene, it's for the guys who would never ever get highlighted uh, on radio. You know, they would never get like mainstream like recognition. And with a station like Rakita, that's exactly what I want to do. You know, I want to highlight these guys because these guys may have fans, you know, on YouTube and Facebook or Instagram and stuff, but I, they are in their own circle. You know, you can be popular in your own circle, but you want to be popular outside of your circle as well. And this is where, you know, I see myself as somebody coming into, to, I'm not saying that I'm their savior. No, you know, but I'm just adding to their popularity. You're creating uh, the uh, opportunity because, uh, like I said earlier, because I used to do something similar to this way back then. uh, 
on one yeah. of the local stations called Rocket. Of course, we were trying to give our yeah. platform. Doesn't matter. I couldn't be bothered whether you're heavy or not, you're yeah. dark or whatever. I just played it. I couldn't give a shit yeah. whether the yeah. station was popular or not. So it's popular as long as you get the airplay and people get discovered that way. Exactly. One of the things that, uh, no offense to most of my band friends out there, musicians out there, the thing is, when you're so comfortable with your zone, you yep. hardly get discovered by the right people because it's, you yep. never know. Maybe a platform like, say, one day you're just having a chat on the AFO, or you're playing your music down there, somebody on the right place at the right time might just tune in and then yep. pick you up. Yeah. Same goes to yep. uh, Rocky. You just play that. Somebody out of nowhere might just pop in. in. So you yep. just. This, you're leaving your options wide open. Less. So the more the yeah. merrier. But the question is this, when you have all those music out there, this, is there any issues with uh, censorships or guidelines? of? Uh, because there was a point of time that certain kind of music can't be played on the airwaves. You know, online yeah. is fine, but airwaves, they have some yeah. issues with that. So is it a bit more loosened up right now? I, I would think that it's a lot looser now because Rakita, you know, they, they don't give me any restrictions. They say that, you know, whatever you feel like playing, just play lah. You know, so, I mean, of course, you know, no cussing because, it, uh, you know, Rakita is yeah. also backed, backed by the government, you know, um, and, the, and the council and stuff like that. You know, I mean, whatever it is, we yeah, want to just keep it clean and clean and PG, la, you know, we want to yeah. keep it all healthy that way. La. No um, race, no religion, no politics, no sex. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, in terms of like genres of music, no limitations at all. You know, I am just trying to push the boundaries with like playing death metal. For example, last week we had a very, very heavy band. You know, it, it like if you listen to the entire song, it feels almost satanic. You know, you get that evil vibe, <laughs> you know, but they're not. La. You know, yeah. great band, you know, super talented, amazing guy and amazing singer, you know, and amazing musicians. And that's what I really want to do with like the radio show, like, like Rakita and also on AFO. Um, but you, to answer your question, you know, has there been a shortage of artists and also has there been, um, you know, like a certain kind of like group of people that I, I always get? Um, at this point, not yet, although I would wish and hope that more bands and artists would send me more stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they don't know, they've not heard of it, or maybe they still like, maybe some artists, because I know some artists have this thing about them, like, you know, I don't want to ever get played on radio, you know, radio is mainstream, yeah, you know, who needs radio? That, yeah, but the, and, the, the, the and some thing doesn't seem to work out exactly, well. yeah, it, it's the punk thing to do, you know, but and and some will say that, you know, ah, yeah, who listens to the radio nowadays anyway, you know, but the thing yeah, is, you don't know who's. You don't know who's listening, exactly, and that's yeah. that's the thing. You don't know who's listening. You know, you can't say that. Oh, yeah, lah, You know, nobody listens to the radio. Yeah, who? Your friends are you and your twenty friends? Come on, no, you it, know. It's 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 actually a wrong perception, right? Like I said, I've exactly. been in this for more than two decades, and so on. I've seen them come. Yep. I've seen them go. So it's like the ones who actually went on rebel ended up disappearing big time yeah because i yeah. see them guys no offense to some of the guys I, I recently i also had a chat with them is this they came up with the first first single ever three months in the industry and then they talk cock all the way uh sorry guys that the game doesn't work that way man. sometimes yeah. you just yeah. have to blend in for certain things because the most important thing is to get your music heard as many places as possible as frequent as possible yeah and uh, like i said earlier do not have that that so-called perception that no i don't want radio and nobody's listening yeah. to radio you will yeah. be surprised. You will be surprised. Yeah, that, that's true. Like even, I think you will notice one of the polls that I, this for the fun of it, I posted on Facebook, how many of you all listen to radio? And you'll be surprised yeah. the amount of people actually tune in. And yeah. this is just yeah. a fraction. This is only a small fraction of the poll. And uh, you can just imagine if you did it, uh, did it in a bigger scale. So Correct. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And we, and we don't know. We really wouldn't know, you know, because people who are driving, it, it's crazy. I had a friend, um, Okay, because when I listen to the radio, I would listen to the radio when I'm in the car, when I'm driving, and I drive a lot, right? But I had a friend who was listening to hits on Shock, on their app, you know, which means she wasn't even, like, uh, in the car. She was at home. or she, I, I think she was in the office. And she was listening to hits you, through the app. So, you know, it, it's... You can't say that nobody listens to the radio, it's you know, how they listen to it. That's it's the how they listen to it, yeah. And yeah, then now, a lot of like radio stations have also, you know, recorded their shows and then put them on Spotify as well, you know. So, there are so many ways of yeah. how it, a person it, it, it consumes. Has evolved. It yeah. has evolved very much. So, you just got to keep up with the times. 
Exactly. And, uh, sorry, Karazi, I, I, I know you're just wondering, what am I doing down here? What am I just saying? I got some questions for you. <laughs> just hang in there for a second. Uh, I just wanted to get this out of the way. Because also, uh, uh, one of the issues that, uh, I wouldn't want to say issues, like one of the hottest topics that took place lately was one of the local stations, like I want to mention names, and uh, they decided to open up. Let's change the game uh, to move on to a different platform, let's have more local artists involved and have the right people in the panel, right? Yeah. In order to gauge the music and so on. And uh, Darren, thank, congratulations to you. You're one of yeah. the uh, part of it. But my question yeah. to you with this is like to get your music onto a radio station. Yes, like we said earlier, Vinoka Singh and so on. Is there yeah. any criteria that a band should focus on before they submit their music into a uh, a radio station because let's be fair you got to look at both yeah. sides of the uh, story okay some part uh, musicians will say hey radio don't want to play my songs and so on but yeah. then again stations also have the criteria of what can we play and what we should not yeah. play yeah you know things like that so do you have any idea what they're looking at i think there are only two main things okay the first one is your 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 track needs to sound good as in regardless of genre regardless of length of song it has to sound good. You can't you can't put a track on that that sounds like you know as if it's being played in in the toilet. You know <laughs> the what I mean? Quality, Un- you're talking about yeah, the quality. the quality, the quality. Unless that is your genre, you know, you're okay. like this super shoe gaze, you know, super <laughs> lo-fi. Uh, then like kind of uh, act, you know. Then by all means, yeah, if that's your sound, sure. But so that's one thing. So the quality of the recording has to be top-notch. Okay. That's the first thing. Number two, um, you ha- it depends on the radio station. For example, if you're going to go to hits and you're going to mm-hmm. play a death metal track and say that, okay, here's a death metal track, hits, can you please play it? Those guys are going to come back to you and say, are you an idiot? You know, we're a top 40 <laughs> station. We play pop tracks. You know, so. tracks that are happy and, and all that, you know. And the mo- I guess the darkest song would be The Weeknd. You know, the weekend has kind of like a darker sound, but that's R&B, you know? Okay. So, you can't go to hits hoping that, oh, you know, you, they will play death metal. Or you can't go to to ERA and ask them to play uh, an English track. You know, chances are ERA is going to tell you, hey, you know, you stupid or what? You know, we play Malay <laughs> tracks, you know? You want me to play an English track, you bodo. Uh. You know, yeah, so the thing is, like, you need to, uh, like, as artists... Or, you know, yeah, you need to understand, like, what's playable, just because and, what's playable and what's not. Okay. So if you want to your track to go on radio, then you have to create, like, I guess, a radio-friendly sound. You know, oh, um, and that, and that you see, saying that uh, is, is, I know I'm going to get a lot of flag for that because no, like, a, lot, no, of, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of because- people will, will be like, oh, you know, uh, if we do radio-friendly fl- tracks, then we are selling out, you know? So, we don't go on radio and we continue to do whatever the hell we want. Now, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Now, I feel there's nothing wrong with not doing radio-friendly tracks and there's completely nothing wrong with wanting to do radio-friendly tracks. It depends on what your direction is and what your motivation is. That's it. Yeah, because it's nothing wrong about yeah, like you said earlier, getting flex. It's it's nothing wrong with that. You have to understand how the system works. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not siding neither. I'm opposing radios or bands. Oh or yeah. I'm just a neutral guy down here. Because the thing is, this uh, like you said earlier, you have to look at to both sides of the story of uh, yeah. what's going on. And having a radio friendly track doesn't mean you're selling out. Like some of the bands. No. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit, like you said, back in the days, like we take tracks like Delinquent Habits and so on. They had yeah. one radio friendly track. And the rest, nine tracks, you listen to it, it's all, sorry, la, no way, no chance you ever get into the radio stations. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you have that one, which was an introduction for the viewers or the audience to listen to the remaining songs. Yep. So you just had a sample of it. Yep. So that pretty much is for most of the songs out there. And of course, yeah. it's no harm. You have the radio edit. I mean, back then exactly. we had different versions of it. One particular song can come up with different versions. You have radio edit and so on. Yep. Which could add on to that so bands might want to yeah. look into that i'm not i'm not criticizing yeah. it because yeah some True. yes are playable some not but you might want to consider it to leave your options a little uh yeah. wide open right now exactly and radio edits in fact like is is a is a huge thing um like that if, if you listen to 
I mean, okay, I mean, I, I can't name any tracks that off my head now, but there are radio edits and radio edits are usually like shorter or, mm. you know, they've like cut out the cussing or they've like delete, like omitted like one verse or something like that, you know, or they've omitted like a, 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 a an instrumental section. Now, the, the only reason why there are radio edits, it is only because, and this is what a lot of people don't understand about radio. Like radio, a radio show runs according to like a time frame. So, you know, each track, you know, I'm sure you know this, each track has like their, their, their time limit. And then yeah. you have the, the limit for your talk sets and ads and, and all these things. You know, so you can't overrun it because if you overrun, because it's programmed, if you overrun, then it will start later. You know, yeah. and, and then it will just change the whole, the whole like, system. Flow. And it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll disrupt the whole flow. So, there is a reason why there are radio edits as well, you know. So you can't put like a six-minute like house track, you know, on 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 radio just like that, you know. Yeah, unless it's a mix of club sessions or whatever like exactly, that. Exactly, unless it is that, yeah. Yeah, but okay, I'm I'm happy that this thing happened, like because I I get a lot of calls, I get a lot of messages on the opinions about this particular thing, and I always believe there's always two sides that everybody should look into. So far, yeah. opportunity has been created right now. Okay, radio said yep. that fine. Let's do it. Let's work together. So now it's up to the bands to uh, do their yep. thing in terms of coming up with the track and also submitting yep. it. True. And also the the good thing about what's going on right now is uh, apart from radio, there's a lot of other platforms like we said earlier. Uh, shows mm -hmm. like uh, this, your shows, and a couple of others are, are really out there. It's already prepared out there. So yeah, I would suggest to all the uh, guys with music, don't be too picky. Yeah, don't wait for people to call you. It's yep. time for you to throw yourself in and just say, hey, I got this new stuff. Let's talk about it. Uh, most of us on the online platform are more than happy to assist you. Exactly. On yep. Okay, now yeah. let's get back to Karaze, who's, yeah. I hope he's not falling asleep right now. Karaze, you just had uh, 15 minutes of crash course of what exactly is happening in the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you will be experiencing this in the, in the matter of time, man. Okay. You have a lot of tracks on your Spotify. So matter of time before you release it and send it over to radio and i know you're going to compose but for you your view of this whole thing what your understanding was it what exactly darren and i just spoke or you just had a different thing about radio and how to get songs being played or you don't care your songs uh, whether it reaches radio or not how about what do you say i mean when darren said like it depends on radio playability that's very true because you can't expect to hear like a club song out of nowhere like everyone will be in the mood for summer hits and stuff and out of nowhere you have a club song and that's going to be weird. But at the same time, when I'm making music, I'm still thinking of myself as the 12-year-old who's in my bedroom, just pushing buttons because I want to make music that I want to hear. Because I oh, grew up listening to EDM, like Tiesto and so on. And when I was growing up, I was like, okay, what if we have this sound instead of that sound and switch? So back then, what I used to do is cut parts of a song and combine them together. That's okay. what I used to do. And... If, if anyone asks me, like, do you want to be on radio? I mean, if my song gets on radio, it's good. I'm happy. But if it doesn't, it's all good. Because, But have you considered, like, having up with tracks, like, for example, if you follow the lines of people like Fatboy Slim, uh, Oakenfold, Geta, you know, they had they had their dance sets on music on their, their playlist or rather their albums, but they had this one particular track which was radio-friendly, which was played on radio. Like, say, if you take, like, say, Armand Van Helden, he had the funk phenomena. I was going crazy on radio. So, do you have an idea of creating something like that, which would lead people to your uh, other music? Would you consider I mean, that? I've worked with artists who are more radio friendly. Like I'm working with them right now, and the stuff we ca uh, we came up with is more radio friendly and way out of my style. And yeah, I mean, definitely, I would try it out. And if it happens, it happens, I guess. And what are your what are your expectations from the media side, radio side for you? I mean, I always like to pick on the new fresh brains. You know, they they think differently, Darren. They have a different feel of it yeah. when it comes out. So, what what is your take? What would what are you expecting from the radios or uh, someone like Darren on his show and so on? What what do you want from them? I mean, what Darren doing is more than enough. Actually, he's giving a platform to artists because no, what like I say more than enough. Make him work some more, lah. <laughs> but yeah like back in the day when you have songs to get heard you have to go to the studio and just like ask them give them cds and stuff like how in sweden swedish house mafia used to do it and yeah things times have changed and what darren is doing is giving a platform for everybody especially me he's 
basically re- telling me everything like this is what you do this is how you go with this this is what you do and I'm, he's just opening me up to the scene you know i'm just a kid with a narrow view like this and i don't know where he opens the field like this and I spent yeah, good man but I just like how you just said back in the day. I'm just wondering what day was that, man? Back in the <laughs> day. <laughs> I wasn't born that time. <laughs> he wasn't even born that time. Yeah, back in the day when he was still in the womb. The day, what day was it? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, uh, the thing is, uh, I gotta let you guys go because I'm taking too much of your time. Uh, it's a pleasure. Remember, I don't give a damn about you. Oh, is is short form is I don't give a damn, right? I don't give a damn, yeah. Yeah, I don't give a damn. It's available on Spotify. It's also available on YouTube. It's on Instagram. It's everywhere, man. And it's, it's a track. It's a must-check-out track. And uh, the best part is you t- take a listen to the original track, and then you listen to this, or you take a listen to this, and then you listen to the original version of it, and you'll see the difference in why it's mind-blowing. I, w- I would put it in such a way. And uh, I'm looking forward for the second and third remixes. Uh, when is that coming yeah. out, dude? So the second one uh, comes out 11 September. So that's uh, next week, and then the the next one will be 25th of September. So it's you know like a two weeks gap, like every two weeks lah. Yeah. So even with this, you know, I just wanted to make it like okay, we'll just put out a bunch of remixes all at the same time, you know, but just spread it out a little bit just to give it some like breathing time in between. Um, yeah. I, I'm quite excited to put them out, man. Yeah, I was I was just about to say to all the DJs in the clubs there, make sure you play the track, and then I realized shit, <laughs> I clubs for a while, man. But yeah, <laughs> when they're doing the the live the live shows yeah, on the mix cloud was, and that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you should put it in your playlist. You should try it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just realized that a lot of virtual uh, yeah. sessions. Some on, of so. them, some of them have actually said that they will. Uh, in fact, um, there will be a video. Sh- you know, it should come out this weekend. Um, like. It's like kind of like a mini commentary from various DJs, you know, who's heard like all these tracks. So Ooh. you know that, that that's going to be quite exciting, and that's one of my effort, like one of the things that I want to try to do as well, you know, to highlight the local DJs and producers uh, who are also DJs, um, you know, who are the main like shakers and movers of the nightlife scene, because. You know, a lot of people will go like, "Oh, you know, okay, I want to go to Zukla, or I want to go to Six, you know, I want to go to Mantra and all that." But you don't ever find out like who the DJ is, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So, and these guys are not just like DJs playing your favorite songs; they are also producers that produce their own music, you know. So, and that's what I really want to highlight, and you know, to really showcase that, hey, you know, we have a really healthy music industry. It's not just the the indie side, you know. It's not just the bands. You know, we've got a healthy and very, very healthy and strong nightlife industry, and of course, you know, we've got everything else, lah. Yeah, the best example was recently when they uh, made themselves they the-, uh, the the record, the longest uh, DJ yep. live stream nonstop. It was amazing, man, watching them. Yep. Uh, in person, ah, uh, the guys were wonderful, man. One hundred, yep. almost one hundred thirty DJs. Well, I got to chat with them. Yeah, hundred thirty, DJs, two hundred twenty-eight hours. hours, eight studios yep. nationwide. It was yep. oh, mind blowing, dude. Uh, I just can't wait to chat with Jay, the organizer, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, the next plan. And uh, once again, Darren, thank you so much, Thanks, man. man. Thanks so much. Uh, best of luck in your all your projects. I want to say one thing. I can't. Like, you have <laughs> so many things going on back to back. So wish you best of luck in all of that. Karazi, it's awesome chatting with you. And I still say, I'm in shocked. I'm still puzzled for a guy in your at your <laughs> age and you're doing wonders like this. I could. I could see some magic happening in the near future, man. More magic happening. So be in the lookout. Just follow them on Instagram and also um, Spotify, okay, Facebook. I don't really need to plug in all that because everybody's already <laughs> following you guys. So you yeah. know the drill. Uh, you know the drill. You see the Facebook, <laughs> find them anywhere around. Just follow them. Uh, all right. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks a lot, guys, thanks a lot for chatting and be on the lookout. Right. Check out the music. It's on Facebook. It's on uh, Spotify. It's on YouTube. Don't forget to share it. That's the most important yep. thing. Make sure you share it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you.